Good morning. For those of you who are visiting us today, my name is Hilda Vanderclip, and no, I'm not the pastor of the church here. Pastor Mark is uh, getting, hopefully, some sunshine somewhere down south while we suffer here in the cold and, uh, and with the snow. Uh, but somebody has to do that, right? So for the last few uh, weeks, as a church, we have been going through the theme, Practicing God's Presence in a Hurried World. And today's uh, focus is Go After the Real Treasure. And thanks, Joy, for setting that up uh, so well. So we're going to be talking this morning about memorizing uh, God's Word. Now, how many of you liked memorizing in school when you were a kid? Any? Oh, a few hands. All right. Okay. How about on the other hand, how many of you have a photographic memory? You look at something once, wow. Okay. That's what, oh, two here. Wow. That's what I always wish, but I had to do things the hard way. Uh, Good for you for having that kind of memory. Anyway, so I'm going to start off with a few quotes, and then we'll, uh, we'll get started. So Bible memorization, says Pastor Dallas Willard, uh, is absolutely fundamental to spiritual formation. If I had to choose, he said, between all the disciplines of the spiritual life, I would choose Bible memorization because it's a fundamental way of filling our minds with what it needs. And then Pastor Chuck Swindle writes, I know of no other single practice in the Christian life more rewarding, practically speaking, than memorizing Scripture or memorizing the Bible. No other single exercise pays greater spiritual dividends. While some strong endorsements about memorizing uh, God's Word. Now, I'm, I realize that here today we have people who are on a different journey of knowing God's Word, of reading God's Word, memorizing God's Word, but it's been my prayer these last few weeks as I prepared for this message that we can all learn together about the importance uh, of God's Word, hiding it in our hearts, and how we could see that God's Word inside of us can help us practice His presence uh, in a hurried uh, world. We'll look at three questions today. We'll look at the why we should memorize the Bible, or parts of it, uh, the benefits of memorizing the Bible, and then how to do that. So let's pray, and then we'll dig in. God in heaven, I pray that as we listen to your word this morning, that you would touch us, each one of us. You know our needs. Will you touch us somewhere deep in our souls? And I pray that we use your word and my words uh, to speak today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's, do, uh, let's dig into a Bible passage. Uh, this morning we're going to be looking at Psalm 19, 7 to 10. And I thought we'd do something different. If you, if you are able to stand, would you stand with me? And then I will read the one part, and then you read the underlined part. Okay, can we do that? So, the law of the Lord is perfect. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. The precepts of the Lord are right. The commands of the Lord are radiant. The fear of the Lord is pure. 
The decrees of the Lord are firm. They are more precious than gold. They are sweeter than honey. Okay, you may be seated. Thank you. So as you noted, the psalmist uses different words to describe uh, the Bible. He uses statutes, laws, commands, but essentially these words all mean uh, the same thing, the word, the word of God. So why should we be memorizing the word of God? Why is that important? First of all, God's word is a treasure. As the psalmist said, it's more precious than gold than pure, much pure gold. Now, who doesn't like a treasure? Or who doesn't like treasure hunts? I know kids love uh, treasure hunts. Maybe some of you have watched the movie uh, National Treasure 1, and there's also National Treasure 2. I see a few nods. Not a movie I would usually choose, but Bill likes it, so I watch it with it. Uh, the people, the characters in those movies go through extraordinary lengths to discover, to find this treasure. That's what you do with a treasure. Or maybe for some of you, it's not treasure of gold, but it's a dream vacation. And you plan for it, you save for it, you sacrifice going to Tim Hortons so you can put money away. Uh, you look at websites, uh, you pick the best hotels, and finally the day comes. You're after a treasure, which is this dream vacation. Now, we never take a casual attitude towards a treasure. If something is truly a treasure, it demands all of us. We don't just say, nah, can have it, not have it. That's not how we deal with treasures in life. And yet the psalmist says that there is, we have something that's even a greater treasure than, than gold. Do I believe that? Do I really believe that? Do you uh, believe that? By the way, I forgot to mention, there is a handout so you can follow along because there's quite a few points this morning so you can follow it along and fill in the blanks so you can really feel like you're back in school uh, this morning. So God's Word is a treasure. Why is it a treasure? Because it shows us who God is, uh, how He feels about us. It teaches us about salvation that we can have through Jesus Christ. It teaches how to live as followers of Jesus. It transforms our lives. Where else can we learn about a God who loves us, about a God who forgives us through Jesus Christ? Where else can we lo know, learn about God's unconditional love? Where else do we learn about the song that Matt uh, and the praise team sang this morning, about who God is, a way maker, a miracle worker, a light in the darkness? Where else do we find it but right in this treasure, in God's Word? So if God's Word is a treasure, let's go after it with full pursuit. Second reason, Jesus, our example, our supreme example, knew the Bible by heart. Uh, when Jesus was tempted by Satan, he quoted Bible verses saying, it was written, is what he said. He knew it by heart. And in his short ministry on earth, uh, Jesus quoted 24 Bibles, uh, 24 Bibles, 24 books 
of the uh, Old Testament. Altogether, he quoted verses from the Old Testament 180 times in his three years of ministry. So Jesus knew the value of God's Word, and he took time to learn it. And as Pastor Mark said a few uh, Sundays ago, good enough for Jesus, good enough for me. Can you say that after me? Good enough for Jesus, good enough for me. Thirdly, uh, the Bible commands it. Now, the Bible doesn't specifically say anywhere you got to memorize uh, it, but it does say in Joshua 1 verse 8, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And Colossians 3 verse 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now, we can't meditate on the Bible day and night unless we have it hidden in our minds and in our hearts. So to just to summarize, the Bible is a treasure. That's why we want to memorize it. Jesus used it in his, memory, in his ministry. He had it memorized. And we are encouraged to meditate on a day and night, so we have to have it hidden in our minds and in our hearts. Now, if, you, uh, uh, if we have a real treasure, there is obvious benefits to it, right? Otherwise, it's not a treasure for us. So we would expect that if God's Word is a treasure, then there would also be benefits uh, to learning God's Word. So Psalm 19 talks about some of the benefits. It says it refreshes the soul. Uh, it makes wise the simple. It gives light to the eyes. It gives joy uh, to our hearts. So this morning, we're just going to look at a few very practical benefits that have pers I've personally experienced from having memorized some Bible verses, but also that other people have experienced as well. And I'm going to be sharing some verses as well that I have uh, memorized. So first of all, God's Word brings comfort and strength uh, to our lives. If we really believe that God's Word is powerful, then meditating on it makes a difference uh, in our lives. It refreshes our souls. So a few verses that have really brought comfort uh, to my, uh, my soul, and they're on the back of your, uh, of your handout. First of all, there's therefore now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, Romans 8 verse 1. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm very good at condemnation. Most people around me are kind. They don't condemn me, but I'm very good at condemning myself. Um, I'll say things like that. Man, you're a bad Christian. Why did you do that? Or that was a stupid thing you just said to such and such person. Or why did you treat your husband like that? Condemnation. And then I have to remember that Scripture says... There is no condemnation. There is conviction, things I need to apologize for, ask God forgiveness for. But there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful comfort if others uh, condemn us or we condemn ourselves. Second verse, and, and Joy already picked a verse from Isaiah. This is another one, Isaiah 41, verse 10. So I have learned that one as well. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
Now, I have many fears, maybe some of you do too, and God must have known that we as people would be afraid because there are 365 plus verses in the Bible that say, fear not, fear not. It's the most repeated command in the Bible. Since I have lots of fears, I have memorized a whole bunch of them. So I have this fear of flying. That's one of my fears. It uh, doesn't matter how many times Bill tells me it's the most safest transportation means. Uh, I still have a fear of flying, and I know some of you are nodding. You probably have that uh, as well. T later on today, I'll be flying to Vancouver to uh, visit uh, some of the family. And as, we sit at, as I sit in the plane and we are ready to take off, I recite scriptures. Fear not. <laughs> and I picture... I picture God's righteous right hand carrying this plane all the way from Toronto to Vancouver. It brings peace to my heart. Now, that's a silly fear. Some of you probably have much bigger fear, things that you have experienced in life. God's Word is powerful. Recite it, and He does revive. He does refresh uh, our souls. Uh, another uh, scripture that I have memorized is Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. I don't know, any of you lay awake at night worrying? Yeah, at least one person, ah, a few, a few. <laughs> So you can join me as I lay awake at night. Worries. We worry about our jobs. Uh, mostly I worry about my kids. As parents, I think that's uh, a big thing that we, uh, that we worry about. And so this, I recite this scripture, and it helps me to not worry as much, but pray about the things that I am afraid of. And you know, God's word is powerful, so he does bring about this peace in the midst of our worries and fears. Some of you have gone through deep grief or you felt abandoned by God when stuff happened that shouldn't have happened. And the scripture that really speaks into that is from Hebrews 13 when God would say, even though you felt like God had abandoned you, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He is there in your grief in your loneliness. There's times when we need to not go by our feelings, but we need to go by the truth of what God says. He will never uh, abandon you. So not only can God's Word strengthen and comfort you, but you can use God's Word to strengthen and comfort others as well. We don't always have our Bibles with us, although those of us who have cell phones, which is most of us, usually have a Bible with us. But if we don't have a Bible physically with us, yet if we have it hidden in our minds, we can use some of those same words that bring comfort to us. We can share it with others to help bring comfort uh, to their lives as well. So second uh, reason for, um, a second benefit for uh, learning the Word is God's Word grows our faith. Romans 10 verse 17 says, faith comes from hearing the Word of God. There is no shortcuts. Faith comes from knowing this Word, which then teaches us who God is, and our faith 
uh, will grow. And I know that's not in your handout. Somehow that one got left, left out. Another benefit, God's Word directs our lives and makes us wise. Who among us doesn't need some wisdom? Our own wisdom, always limited. Uh, God wants to give us His wisdom. As the psalmist said, the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise uh, the simple. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't depend on your own wisdom. Instead, acknowledge Him, all the issues that are before you, the decisions that need to be made, and He will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, verse 5 uh, and 6. Another benefit, God's Word helps us fight temptation and sin. In Ephesians 6, Paul talks about the Word of God as being a sword, and this sword can knock down the enemy who comes up uh, against us. But you have to have that sword ready to use. When Satan comes and tempts you, nags at you, uh, you have to have that word to tell him to get lost because you have God's word to fight against whatever the enemy wants to bother or nag you about. So is there a particular area of sin you struggle with? Or is there an area of your life where Satan continuously comes at you? Learn some scripture that speak into, into that situation. And when he comes at you, you are ready for him. You can knock him down with the word of God. The word of God is a sword that we can use. Again, good enough for Jesus, because that's what he did when Satan tempted him in the desert. Uh, Pastor Mark talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, he used, it is written, he used God's word to fight against the temptation that came uh, against him. And then God's word uh, renews our mind. God's word renews our mind. Uh, Romans 12, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing uh, of your mind. We are bombarded every day with negative messages, right? Messages from the, the, our culture that says, you need to be beautiful to be loved. Or only if you're rich, you have significance. Or your value comes from your achievements, etc., etc. And we often get bogged down by those messages. Instead, God's word says, he delights in you. It doesn't say about you having to be beautiful or perfect. God delights in you, Zephaniah 3.17. You are precious in his sight. You are the apple of his eye. Think about that. Fill your mind with those truths instead of the truths that the culture wants us to take on. Our children, too, are bombarded by negative messages. Uh, they get told, they get nagged at by kids at school, uh, sometimes adults as well. How, what a better way than counteracting those negative messages that the culture wants them to absorb, counteract it with the truth of God's Word. Fill their minds with God's Word instead. And the benefit of teaching them as kids, their memories are still fresh. They can still learn a lot easier than when you, hit, uh, when you hit my age. It gets a little harder. 
So these are some of the benefits uh, that I've personally experienced in your life, and you have your own benefits. So why don't we take, can we take two minutes and just turn to a person beside you and share with, um, with that person, is there a verse in the Bible or a story in the Bible that really speaks to you or brings comfort to you? And then maybe why it's meaningful to you. Can we do that? So just turn to the person next to you. If you're not sitting beside someone, scoot over to someone and share a favorite. Or you can do it in twos or threes. Um, Nick, you wanna, can I do this with you? Yeah? It's going to have to be you talking, though, because I already <laughs> shared you all of mine. Uh, huh? Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Okay. One that, the one that's on the back. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. That's the one I actually used when I gave my profession. Yeah. Me, and yeah. I told my story. Yeah. And Jane was baptized. So that one's the one that stands out to me the most, kind of relates to my life. Okay. Uh, because I struggle with nothing but anxiety yeah. and depression and stuff like that. So it's kind of... A meaningful one. Okay. And, it, and does it bring you peace? It does. I, at, at times when I do start feeling anxious and depressed and everything like that, I kind of start thinking about that. So mm. I find myself kind of thinking about that verse itself more than anything about other verses. So. Okay. So that's kind of an anchor for, uh, right. for your soul. Right, right. Okay. And it, it's very helpful. Like I said, it's... I've, always like that verse since uh, Terrence kind of told me about it. Yeah. Terrence is the one that actually brought it up to my attention and I kind of looked it up and he read it. I'm like, well, it's kind of a verse that I kind of want to, that kind of relates to everything. kind of tells me just don't be anxious, don't be depressed. You know, God's got everything. God's so got God's it. God's everything. He's got it all in control. Okay. So okay. If you need the help, you know, just go to him and, you know, just thank him for everything. Okay, yeah. So that takes the focus off the worry, but then puts it on uh, on the on the thank. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Do you mind if I share that? Yeah. Yeah. Because you've already shared that. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, I'll share that. Okay. I'll put that back here. Okay, I hope you all had a, uh, a verse or a story that, that uh, you could share. I, I shared, or uh, Nick shared with me, that one of the verses that's on the back of your handout, uh, Philippians 4, verse 6, 7, that I shared is his, his verse. He, has, he suffers with some anxiety. He shared that story when he uh, was baptized, made professional faith here uh, last, last year. And he says... Um, it's, it's a go-to verse for him. It helps him focus away from the things that make him anxious and instead thank God for the things that are good and it brings peace to, uh, to his heart. So thanks, thank you for, for sharing. So for each one of us, what are some of the big needs in our lives? Allow Scripture to anchor, become an anchor for your soul in through some of the hard things that you're going through. Uh, and that you desperately need uh, God's help uh, for. 
So let's close uh, this morning by looking at some practical tips on how to memorize uh, God's Word. Now, those of you who um, uh, have photographic memories, uh, you got a definite head start uh, on the rest of us. Uh, and, and I know some of you here this morning are probably saying, yeah, that's why I memorize God's Word, because I know the, the power of it in my life. But there may be others of you who are saying, you don't know my memory. You don't know how bad it is. Uh, I don't. But I wonder if I offered you $1,000. Bill, can you put that up? If I offered you $1,000, I wonder if you could memorize a Bible verse. What do you think? If I offered you $1,000? What if I offered you $5,000 to memorize a chapter of the Bible? I'm not doing it, okay, by the way. <laughs> uh, could you memorize it? You could, could you do it? Right? What is your treasure? Is this really, is God's Word really your treasure? then I think we can do it. Some of us, it would take longer than for others. I get that. Some of us who are getting older, it takes longer than when we uh, were younger. But I think we can do it and ask God to help us. The same God who tells us to hide His Word in our hearts wants to help us to uh, memorize His Word. So ask God to help you have a love for His Word. Uh, it's easy to love that pile of money that I showed up. That kind of treasure is easy to love. Ask God to help you to love His Word. Then start small. Pick one verse. Maybe there was one verse on the back of your handout today that really spoke to you. Uh, commit to learning it. Start small. Don't say, I'm going to do a whole chapter in one month. It, you'll probably be defeated. Start small. Pick one verse and then commit uh, it to memory. Then uh, review, 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 right? That's the key. Once you've learned it, keep reviewing it so it really becomes part of your mind. This is how I do it. These are my cue cards, my scripture memory cards. And I have them at places. I take them along uh, when I go on trips. I have them by my uh, stationary bike. So when I exercise, I review these verses. It helps the time go faster on your bike. And be less bored uh, doing it. Maybe you want to put, make it on a cue card, stick it on your bathroom uh, mirror or on the dash of your car when you're stopped at a traffic, traffic light. Uh, review the memory verse. Whatever works uh, for you. And then lastly, uh, do it with a friend or a family member or as a family, uh, parents with children. Uh, do it with uh, your spouse or with a friend. It really helps you uh, when you have that accountability uh, in place. Now, as I went through this message, it really convicted me that I have not learned a lot of new memory, work memory verses lately. I've not learned. I've reviewed some of the ones I've learned. I've not uh, learned a lot of new ones lately. So I'm going to make a commitment, and you can all hold me accountable to it, uh, I'm going to make a commitment to memorize Psalm 19, the psalm that we use part of. don't know how long it will take me, but ask me about it, whether I've gotten started on it. Okay? And maybe uh, if you want to make a commitment as well, uh, ask somebody to hold you accountable uh, for doing that. In closing up, I have one more verse 
that, uh, that I would like to us to talk about. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Our clothes here today, out of style tomorrow. Technology here today, out of date tomorrow. Fitness and health, I try, but I know it's not going to last forever. Money, we all know how long that lasts in our wallets. Word of God, here today and forever. This is a treasure that will not disappoint you. So let's go after it with our whole being. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I'm the first one to confess that I so often have other treasures that I run after, things that are more important than your word. And I, God, I pray for each one of us that we may make your word the treasure of our lives, that we may intentionally seek to know your word so that we can know you and so that we can live the life that you have called us to live. Father, I pray that you would help us, that you would help us deepen our relationship with you, help us to have your word so that it can be the anchor in a crazy, busy world, that you can be the anchor of our lives. So bless us, God. Guide us and give us a yearning for you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.